Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, we'll be learning about what it means to walk in the light. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. But did you also know that he's called the light? And today, Rabbi Schneider explains why we need to learn to think above our natural mindsets and focus on the supernatural. Jesus came to call us out of the darkness, and we need to heed this call. So let's get started. We're going to be learning about what it means to walk in the light. But first, Rabbi Schneider opens today's message with a quick story about art. I was watching 60 Minutes, and they did a special on this art show, and they had the most ridiculous things that they were selling as art. For example, they had this canvas. It was a pure white canvas with a frame around it. Nothing on the canvas at all. Nothing, just a white canvas. It sold for $2 million. And the art connoisseur that was there trying to convince Merle Safer what a great piece of art it was, she said to him, well, the artist was a minimalist. Well, it was a mystery to me how people could be so mindless to spend money on what other people would be able to see common sense wise is just kind of worthless. Well, let's move on to a more serious note today. Mysteries in the Gospel of John. I'm picking up now in verse number six of John chapter one. Let's begin there, hear the word of God. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. And I just like this concept that John uses when he speaks about the fact that John the Baptist came to introduce the world, listen now, to the light. Do you know, those of us that have visited Israel realize that at the time of Jesus' coming, there was a sect there called the Essenes. And the Essenes lived in caves. Many people believe that the discovery of the Qumran scrolls came from this group that they call the Essenes. And the Essenes wrote much about the darkness versus the light. And some people believe that Jesus actually was touched by this culture. Whether that is fact or not, it's just conjecture. What we know for certain is that Jesus came to manifest the light. The Bible tells us that the people that sat in darkness saw a great light. So I wanna step back for a second and I wanna focus on Jesus as the light. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But now we're speaking about him also as the light. In the first few verses of John, John said, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has never been able to overcome it. This is John chapter one, verse five. So John brings out this mystery of the light coming into the world. Remember in the beginning, God said, let there be light. So Jesus, he is the light. 
What I'm trying to do is to elevate us to begin to think spiritually. Many people, when they study the Bible, they're not really thinking spiritually. They're limited to thinking in the natural. You know, they know Jesus' name, Jesus or Yeshua. They can identify the physical places that Jesus walked. They can study his words and even look at what the original Greek or Hebrew meant in the New Testament or the Old Testament. But there's a, there's a dimension that we need to understand, beloved, if we're ever going to get free. And that dimension is we need to learn how to think above the natural into the supernatural. You see, God's word can either be perceived naturally or supernaturally. In fact, Paul speaks about the fact that those that try to walk out their faith by the letter are going to be trapped. He says, but those that walk out their faith in the spirit are going to reap love, joy, and peace. In other words, we are elevated to a place of understanding beyond just a physical letter to understand the spirit underneath and behind the word. Jesus is light. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Light, beloved, is revelation. So let's, first of all, think about Jesus is the light that's come into the world, listen now, to bring revelation. And John says in the very next verse, he says, to enlighteneth, every man. We need to understand that God wants to call us out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is real and it's revelation knowledge and it can only be received by the Holy Spirit. Now stay with me. The Bible says this, eye is not seen and ear is not heard, neither has it ever entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him, and these things he has revealed to us by his spirit. What I'm trying to do is to elevate you now to think out of the box and to begin to think of God as spirit and as light. Remember, Jesus said that those that walk by the spirit are the children of God. Those that are led by the spirit in Romans chapter eight are the children of God. We need to begin to understand the nature of reality in terms of darkness and light. The Bible tells us that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and forces of spiritual darkness. So we need to begin to perceive our atmosphere, to perceive circumstances, to perceive the way that people relate to each other, either in terms of is this darkness or is this light? God wants to bring us up, beloved ones, to a greater level of spiritual sensitivity, of divine intuition, of being able to perceive the light from the darkness, of having our spiritual senses trained so that we can live by the word of God as we perceive it in the spiritual sense. So once again, as we continue in the Gospel of John, John's Gospel is a book of mystery. He brings forth truth that previously had been concealed, but now reveals it, and that's what a mystery is. A mystery is when something that has been previously concealed is now being revealed. John comes to reveal this mystery to us, and he points to Jesus as the one that is light and can give us revelation so that we now can see in the light and see clearly and seeing clearly we can live in victory and in dominion over the darkness. Let's read it again, John chapter one, beginning here. And I'm gonna read here in verse number eight. 
He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light, the light being Jesus. So once again, John says, listen, I'm not the light. I came to testify about the light. And then he goes on in verse number nine. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. So Jesus is light. He's not just a human being. He's God in the flesh and he's spiritual light. Now he's God in the flesh. He's a real human being, but he's light. He gives light and revelation. And John goes on to say about Jesus that Jesus is the one whom the world was created through. You and I were created through the light and the light that we are created through, who is embodied in Jesus, enlightens every man that comes into the world. So listen to what John says once again. There was the true light, verse nine, which coming into the world enlightens every man. What does this mean? John said by the inspiration of Jesus' spirit that every man that comes into the world has been enlightened by the light. How is this practically meaningful? It means this, that deep down inside, I want you to hear me now, church. Deep down inside, everybody knows there's a God. Now, we know that many people deny that there's a God. Many people have even convinced themselves that they don't believe in God. The Bible talks about these people in the book of Romans as those that suppress the truth in unrighteousness. But the scripture teaches both here in John, where John says that the light has enlightened every man that's come into the world, as well as in the book of Romans, where the scripture tells us there that through man's intuition and through his conscience, he knows the difference between right and wrong, and he knows there is a God because it's evident within them by the creator who has enlightened every man that's come into the world. The point that I'm trying to make, beloved ones, is this. People might get angry when you begin to testify and witness about God and about his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. They might deny that there's a God. They may try to make you feel intimidated, insignificant, and dumb for believing in Jesus. But here's the truth. No matter what they say, deep down inside, in the heart of their childhood makeup, because deep down inside, everybody's still a child. Deep down inside, Everybody knows there's a God because when they came into the world, they were enlightened with that God consciousness. Now, as time goes on, people can suppress it. Maybe they get angry at God. Maybe they get hurt. Maybe they get confused. So they begin to suppress it. But deep down inside, everybody that has ever entered the earth, beloved, had that inner witness, that inner enlightenment that there is in truth a God. And I'm saying this to you because I don't want you to be intimidated when you share your faith with people and people get angry, people try to cast you once again as insignificant or as small-minded or as narrow-minded or as a bigot because the reality is you are right and deep down inside, everybody knows the truth about the reality of a creator. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. We want you to know there are so many ways that you can watch and listen to Rabbi's programs. Online, you'll find us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can find resources like our television broadcast schedule, Rabbi's messages on your podcasting platform, YouTube content, devotionals, and much more. You can even follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Check out all these resources online today. 
When you give to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, it allows us to spend more time focusing on what really matters. And for us, that means getting God's word out to as many people as possible. And right now, at this very moment, there is someone who needs to hear Rabbi's practical biblical teaching. And your financial gift is what makes that possible. To donate, go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now to conclude today's message, here's Rabbi Schneider. Let's continue on. Verse number 10, speaking of Jesus, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. In other words, again, people had suppressed the truth and they didn't understand how God could be in the flesh. This was part of the problem of the Jewish people of Jesus's day. They had no theological framework in the rabbinical community to understand how God could come into the world clothed in humanity. Now, even now, in hindsight, we can see different prophetic scriptures, for example, Isaiah 53, other places in scripture where we see that the Messiah would come into the world through physical lineage, but the rabbinic mindset of Jesus's day was God is too holy and too separate to ever come into the world as fully man. In other words, that Jesus is fully God and he's fully man, that Jesus is God clothing himself in humanity and then dying on the cross for our sin. But the people of GSA, the rabbinic community, they had no theological framework how this could be. Again, they considered God to be too big, too awesome, too holy to ever be contaminated by humanity in this way. And so he came unto his own, the Jewish people, but they had no theological framework and so they couldn't receive him. And I think there's an important point here. Listen again what John says. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. I think an application here, beloved one, is this. That tonight's people can become so specific about how they think God should act, how they think he should move, what he should look like, that when God shows up, they miss it because they so pigeonholed him into their own framework that when God shows up, there's no room in their small mentality that this could be God. That's what happened when Jesus came. They had such a wrong conception of what the Messiah would look like that when Jesus actually came, they couldn't recognize him. And I think it's important for you and I. For example, I think of end time scenarios. And sometimes people, when they teach on the end times, they're so specific about how the end times are going to unfold. In other words, what is it going to look like on planet Earth? They try to pinpoint, you know, who the Antichrist is, what this nation means in the Bible, what that nation means in the Bible, how this plague is going to unfold, you know, where the Antichrist is going to be, you know, and all these different things. They're so specific about how they think end time prophecy will unfold that I believe that when end time prophecy does unfold, they may completely miss it because they're not leaving room for the fact that God could show up in a way that's so much bigger and so much different than the way they're conceiving. And that's exactly what happened when Jesus came. Many missed it because they weren't expecting him to show up in the way, beloved, that he did. Let's continue on, verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Now let's think about this. As many as received him, 
What does it mean to receive him? Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens up and asks me to come in, I will communion with him and he with me. As many as receive him, Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have life in yourself. For my flesh is true food, Jesus said, and my blood is true drink. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life that's come out of heaven. If you eat me, you'll live forever. Your fathers, Jesus said, ate the man in the wilderness in the Old Testament. They still died. But Jesus says, anyone that eats this bread, speaking of himself, anyone that receives me, Jesus said, will live forever. And so receiving Jesus, beloved, means to take him in to our inward parts. It means to live by him. Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, Jesus becomes our life. We let go of false crutches to receive our life from Jesus. We wake up in the morning and we recognize, Jesus, you are my life. We begin each day by offering ourselves to God in dependency and in prayer. We depend on God. He becomes our life. We keep on bringing Yeshua into our inner nature more and more and more and more. We receive him. And as we receive him, beloved, what happens is he imparts his very self to us, his very nature. We begin to see things that we've never seen before. We begin to come out of darkness into light. We get supernaturally strengthened by the Ruach HaKodesh. And listen, we begin to understand what it means to be a child of God. Remember, John said it in verse 12, but to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. You see, eternal life is about relationship. And when we are called the children of God, this implies relationship. It means that we now are adopted into God's own family and he is by nature our father because we're born of his very spirit. The very spirit who is in Jesus is now in us and we are now his sons and his daughters. And from this point forward, beloved ones, the trajectory of our lives are about discovering our father God experiencing his glory, coming to more and more walk in the fullness of being in relationship with him and what that means, and also coming to grips with our own identities as those that are his very own sons and daughters. This is what life's about. You see, Jesus said, life consisteth not in the abundance of things. Jesus said, I am the life. And I wanna encourage us all today. I wanna encourage you and I, listen, Everything in this world is coming to an end. Everything in this world is unstable. The economy is unstable. The nations are unstable. More and more nations are getting their hands on nuclear weapons. Countries are going into more and more debt. There's nothing stable in this world, right? Our bodies begin to degenerate. But one thing will live forever, and that one thing is God himself. Jesus has come into the world, beloved, that we could become the children of God. Jesus said, he that believes in me will never die. I want to encourage you today. Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts. If you know him, he wants you to take him in in a deeper way. If you don't know him, he wants to have you ask him to come into your life right now. He loves you and will make you his own. I love you. God bless you and shalom.
You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. To learn more about this program or to learn more about our teacher, let me invite you to go to our website and explore. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while many of us remember when Jesus knocked on the doors of our heart, but friends, let me tell you, there are many out there who still don't know who he is, and it's up to us to share the good news. And we'd love for you to partner with us this year to help us spread the message. And to tell us more, here's Rabbi once again. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, we read this. The Lord says, those that honor me, I will honor. You see, beloved, we receive from that which is on a person when we honor who that person is. The Lord says, those that honor me, I will honor. This is true of the Jewish people as well. The Lord said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless thee. Beloved, I believe there's a supernatural call upon my life and upon this ministry. And by you sowing financially into this ministry, I truly believe that you're gonna receive so much more from it. Your financial contribution to this ministry will bring you into a relationship with the anointing that's on this ministry. And beloved, you're gonna be blessed. I wanna ask you, make a financial contribution today. I'm very confident it will come back to you pressed down and good measure. To support this ministry with a gift of any amount, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call. One of our team members, they'll be happy to take your call when you dial 800-777-7835. You can also send your gift of partnership in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 4922. Eight. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. We'll say thank you for your partnership by sending you a monthly teaching CD or an audio download that's designed to speak truth, faith, and revelation into your life. And for those of you who are new monthly partners, we'll also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel. The shofar is an ancient musical instrument that has so much meaning and symbolism, and its sound is meant to awaken hearts and minds. And once again, you can partner with us when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And then don't forget, Rabbi's got some great faith-building resources available for you right now. And to gain access to Rabbi's study guides, books, and videos, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you'd like to not only hear Rabbi, but you want to see him teach as well, check out our YouTube channel. You'll find a vast variety of archive messages, stories, and testimonies from our outreach missions and so much more. To learn more, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message on the light with a special blessing from Rabbi. The words from the Aaronic Blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, teaching notes, and so much more. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider discusses the controversial topic, the law and grace. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.